Hello and welcome back to Overtime Operators. I'm Casey. Uh, you can follow me at youtube.com slash at Niners Fanman. I am here with the one, the only Daps from Dap Sports. Check him out at Dap Sports live on TikTok 24-7 doing uh, pack openings, card rips, uh, card breaks, whatever you want to call it. Uh, super fun action over there 24-7, like I said, on TikTok. Make sure you check them out. Uh, they're always up to fun shenanigans over there. Daps, we just finished up the first round of fantasy playoffs of the year. Uh, real quick, what are your overall thoughts on on this first round? How did it go for you? I am ashamed to say, Casey, that in my three leagues, two of them, I placed seventh on in one league. I lost five weeks excuse me, four weeks in a row, five of six to miss the playoffs by, you know, 12 points uh, in the overall standings. So it was a, a real heartbreaker, and, and that's my main league. And then the other one, keeper league, two quarterback league, made a bunch of trades, traded picks away for next year, came in seventh. But don't feel as bad in that one because I had Herbert, and, you know, my team relied on Herbert and Tua heavily. So, uh, but... I have a 10-team league. The playoffs did not actually start last week. They will start this week. You jump right into the semifinal. Top four make it. So I didn't really get a playoff experience, but I've been obviously keeping up with Instagram and social media, and you see some guy lost his uh, his his fantasy season on that Jalen Hurts interception at the end of Monday. Man, How about that? That game uh, last night, uh, this doesn't get published on Tuesday, but we shoot these on Tuesdays usually. And uh, that game last night was all over the place. I have to admit, uh, I, I only had one matchup that was really up in the air, really for the entire weekend. It seemed like all of my matchups were decided in the first window on Sunday. Uh, I was, I qualified for the playoffs in five out of my seven leagues, and immediately two of them, or, or four of them, I knew which way it was going to fall. At least I was in in two, and and not in the other two. Um, and then, man, the one up in the air. I needed A.J. Brown. Just one more catch at the end of the game would have done it for me. A two-yard catch, I think, is what I needed. And I don't know if you remember, but the last, I think, two or three targets for the Eagles went to A.J. Brown, and they were just awful throws by Jalen Hurts. Um, I don't well, know. This isn't just, Jalen Hurts hour. Just, but. They weren't just awful throws. They were they were just like so unnecessary in that moment. You needed 15 yards to get a field goal, and you're throwing a 40-yard you know, Hail Mary down the sideline. So I just don't get it, but the Eagles have been weird this year, so I'm not really surprised. I, I'm i not either. The fact that it was kind of a mental error, not even mental necessarily on Hurts, but like the play call, I guess you could argue was wrong. I mean, the play before the one you're talking about, A.J. Brown made a hell of a catch right on the sideline, but the ball was put two yards out of bounds. Like what, how is that throw helping anybody? You know, it's just, it's too safe to be effective ever. I mean, he made about as good of a catch as you can make on the ball, and I think he had one foot in, and it's just impossible to make that kind of catch. So if A.J. Brown can't do it in the NFL, it's impossible. That's how I look at it. Um, anyway, that was a, a major bummer for me. I am still hanging on by a shred of hope, though, Daps, and I'm not this guy, I swear. I am not the guy every year when the playoffs start looking for reasons why. No, I actually won. I didn't actually lose. I swear I'm not. Uh, but there is one play in particular I think actually does have a chance to get overturned stat corrected um i don't think it's likely but i do want to share it with you here as it would actually change the outcome of one of my matchups uh 
this play, I don't know if you watched it. I mean, I don't know if you watch a lot of Bears football this year. A very exciting stuff they got going on in Chicago. Uh, hopefully you can pick up on my sarcasm here. But this play at the end of the first half, first of all, a little bit of a late, he- late hit here. Uh, that didn't get called. But this pick, this interception at the end of the half here, that was called an interception at the end of the half. Last play of the half. And uh, Daps, you watch a lot of football. Does this look like an interception to you? No, definitely not from those images. I don't think I saw that actually live in the game, but I wish I could actually see that. And why is this like guy with his hood in the shot? Um, (laughs) But I mean, if they're putting this online, I assume that they, they were watching it in HD and they saw the, the ball hit the ground. Yo, oh, yeah, so, that, that, that was that was the view for me. I saw it hit the ground. That's crazy. It's really <laughs> not that close, honestly. And I'm just going to let this loop for a second because it's not that close. You can just watch it here. Clearly, the ball hits the ground and then bounces up into the defender's arms. Uh, and this was the last play of the half. So all turnovers are supposed to be reviewed is the standard protocol in the NFL. Not to mention it's the last two minutes of a half. So you can't challenge this anyway. Not that the Bears really would have cared. Uh, nothing changed it being the last play of the half. But I think that's why it got skipped in review altogether because as bad as the NFL review team can be sometimes, there's no way if they review this, they let this stand as uh, as an interception. I just refuse to believe that. So uh, the real thing is, do they have precedent to overrule this retroactively? And the answer is sort of. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but a few years back, Ezekiel, Ezekiel Elliott got credited for a, a fumble lost. Uh, and a lot of people lost fantasy matchups because of it. I mean, fumbles to lose are the worst thing. Uh, but in that play, I think he actually, there, there was something about it. Like he recovered it himself and he didn't uh, get credited for recovering it or something like, along those lines. Uh, the NFL did go back and, and retroactively, or whoever is in charge of that stuff, retroactively stat corrected it, and it did change the outcome for fantasy managers on like a Thursday. Like leading, like you're... I mean, going into Thursday night football, thinking you're in the semifinals, if it was the same week, uh, thinking you're in the semifinals, preparing for that matchup, having gone through the waiver wire and everything like that, full course of the fantasy week, and then all of a sudden you check your matchup and you're all of a sudden in the consolation bracket or it's stack corrected and you're moved into the semifinals. Um, that's what I'm hoping for here, Daps. I got to be honest with you because uh, this is this is my situation here in this certain league. This is actually the league that I run, my main league that I run. Uh, got got just edged out here by uh, not not even two points. That interception, I mean, Fields had an awful day, uh, but I could use those two points. It would make me the winner. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't. I, I'm hoping against hope, and even my analytical brain says it should be overruled. And it seems like there's a precedent for it. Uh, I'll let you be my unbiased opinion, though. What do you? What would you give the odds of the NFL going back and changing that, knowing that the outcome of the play isn't affected either way, just to make it incomplete? It was the last play of the half. Do you think that there's a chance it could happen? Well, I think that I definitely think there's a chance it could happen. It's just, does it happen fast enough? Because the NFL has no real rush to correct that stat. But also if you, as the NFL correct that stat at the end of the year, Justin uh, Fields doesn't get tagged with that interception. So that would change his overall stat line, which is great for Justin and it's the correct call, but doesn't help anybody in their fantasy matchups. And I imagine there's more than just uh, Casey out there who started Justin Fields and lost in a very similar way. 
And to lose like that, that's that's really unfortunate because you won. Like, yeah, that's just a bet. That's just a and the NFL and uh, or whoever's responsible for those statistics. I just can't believe you wouldn't go over that at the end of half. Right. At the end of the half. Hey, let's make sure we got all the calls right. As the st- uh, statistician, like I assume that's part of your job. And then again, at the end of the game. Right. Yeah. Like at the end of the game, you go over all the stats again. So uh, it, it's just unfortunate to see that. So I have done a tiny, tiny bit of research on it. Apparently is it is a company called Elias uh, Sports Bureau or something like that that is in charge of this kind of thing when it comes to stat corrections. And um, yeah, I, I do believe that they are supposed to uh, the NFL, I suppose, is supposed to review that stuff. I mean, that, they say that every single broadcast, you can't go without the commentator saying every turnover gets reviewed or any like questionable play in the last two minutes of a half is going to get reviewed. Um they just clearly didn't do that here because it's the last play of the half in traditional football. It makes no difference. And this just shows to me the NFL has it still has holes in their mindset that that like 1990s or older even like point of view still comes across like it's a play that doesn't matter. Why would we review it? Meanwhile, half of the NFL fans play fantasy football. And and I mean, you have to know that this is the fantasy playoffs like stats are important here. Uh, I mean, listen, I, I just think the, the NFL the is. Of- doesn't the thing about it is is whether you bring fantasy up or not and by the way for sure the significance in fantasy i think at this point how long has fantasy sports been around 30 years like this isn't something that just 20. popped up and is new this is something that um fans sports fans take extremely seriously and also it's a reason that a lot of casual fans and and people who don't love football the way you know, those those diehard fans love it, watch football because of this, right? They watch football yep. more because of their fantasy matchups. Now, that might be ridiculous to the, the true NFL fans, but it doesn't make it any less true. So, but, but let's take that out of it. Let's take the fantasy implications out of it. Why wouldn't you, if your job is to make sure the statistics match the game, why would you not want to do the best job that you can possibly do and get all the calls right. And it, by the way, if you get the if you get a call wrong and you adjust it the next day on Monday or on Tuesday, why wouldn't you want to come over just every game? This doesn't seem like um, a, a large workload. I understand that they probably get inundated with insane right. requests for stat corrections. I get right, that. Right. But there's got to be five to ten a week that are just okay, that's obvious. Just change it, right? Like you don't have to go through every single one of those um, those requests. You can kind of- Especially if, the if, ones that don't affect the subsequent plays, right? If you if it's a catch that wasn't really a catch, uh, but it gets ruled a catch for a first down, and then the team hustles to the line of scrimmage and snaps the ball, you know, I get it. You can't really, re- you can't change that retroactively. I mean, if you count that a no catch, then they never should have had the first down. They should have ended the possession. But this doesn't affect anything afterwards. It's the very last play they have. Super cut and dry. So I am interested to see how they rule this because if nothing else, it's something you can bank on as a precedent probably going forward. Um, Well, I guess that's assuming the NFL is reliable in the way they do stuff, which uh, I don't know. Uh, Also, to to your point, I mean, the confidence in betting, because fantasy sports and betting are two sides of the same coin. uh, When people see stuff like that, they go, why would I spend money betting, which clearly is a massive moneymaker for the NFL, uh, if, if things aren't reliable, 
I don't know. It's just a bad look for the NFL. And I hope they do correct it, even if it wasn't my own uh, matchup. But again, I'm biased. Anyway, let's get into the stuff that people are actually here for, Depps. Uh, people want to make money when they watch our show. Typically, I think we, we do pretty good. I think for the season, I would wager we're both definitely in the black, definitely positive here. Uh, I won't bury the lead here. I had a pretty good week. I, I, I did end up winning the week. Uh, and you you hit big on one big bet that helped you uh, helped you recover a little bit. But you bookended your, uh, your, your 10 and your $50 bets from last week. You did hit. Uh, unfortunately, the $20, $30, and $40 bets did not for you. Uh, let, let's run through yours really quick. You hit on the Cowboys and Bills game. You took the Bills uh, as the favorites on a two-and-a-half-point spread, which they covered, so you made good on that one. Your $20 bet was Broncos at Lions. Uh, you had the Broncos plus five. That one didn't work out for you. Next up was the Falcons at Panthers. You had the Falcons minus three. That one didn't pan out. Then Commanders at Rams. You took... The over on 49 points, that one didn't work out. But like I said, you did hit on your big bet of the week. Chiefs at Pats, uh, points line of 37.5. You picked the over, and that one did hit for you. Uh, goes a long way to keep your your season winnings, like I said, uh, almost for sure in the black. We'll do a, we'll do a little recap and, and add everything up uh, as we kind of round out the season. But I'm, I'm sure we're both in the black. Uh, that puts you on the week. At negative uh, thirty-five, so you lost thirty-five bucks. Uh, could have been a lot worse. That that fifty-dollar bet was it thirty-five or was it thirty? Uh, it might have been thirty. I I actually use a bet calculator. I think John. I don't know if he plugs in the odds or not, but uh, I had thirty-five, thirty-five, thirty. Let's call it thirty. I'm fine with that. I'm not usually the guy who does this, by the way. We're missing John, who you know, so uh, could be a little different for sure in how he calculated that. Um, because I. I don't want to rat out our guy, but I don't think he even included the odds. So I'm just kind of, you know, running free with, with, with some assumptions here. Um, to recap my week real quick, uh, I hit on four out of my five, but the one miss is absolutely hilarious. It's the worst miss probably you could have all season. So even in my, uh, in my little victory lap, I'm very humble. Uh, first one up, though, $10 bet was Niners at cards. I took the Niners on the 14-point uh, spread as the favorites. They did cover that, so a, a win there. Uh, the next one up, my $20 bet. I In the result column we have in our spreadsheet, I just typed in, ha-ha, this is absolutely ridiculous. I took the under on the Chargers at Raiders on 34 points, and uh, I don't have the, the total number in front of me uh, exactly, but I could find it really quick. If you don't remember, because that was a long time ago now, it was an earlier game in the week, uh, that game ended up with the Raiders alone scoring 63 points. Uh, total in that game was 84. And uh, me and all my wisdom, I said it would be under 34. So I missed I missed that one by over 50 points, 51 points. That's probably said, humbling. the worst loss of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily, I didn't have that super high up, uh, just a $20 bet. And then I hit on the remaining ones here. Ravens at Jags. I took the Ravens minus four. That one hit for me. Dolph, uh, Jets at Dolphins. I took the Dolphins minus nine. That one hit. Uh, spoiler alert: I'm not moving off the Dolphins against the spread. Uh, and if you know the odds makers, they can't put a spread big enough for me to bet against them uh, recently. And the last one of the week for me last week was Falcons at Panthers. I took the under on the points there, and that one I looked a little bit smarter on as both of those teams struggled a ton. I don't think did either team even hit double digits in that game because that one was pretty gross. 
Uh, no, it was nine to seven win for the Panthers. So, um, you know, hey, between those two games, I almost hit the points on the money, uh, but that's not how bets work in the NFL. So I ended up uh, almost $100 up. 98 is what I got. I'll, I'll let John do the math for me. I'm, I'm a better, not a mather, you know. That was my, my heart and soul more than my brain, you know. <laughs> Which is a perfect segue, if I've ever heard one, into this week's bets. Uh, Daps, would you like to start us off uh, with your first $10 bet, or or would you like me to? Uh, I can go for it. I got the uh, Commander's Jets under 37 and a half. Um, I don't know how the Jets score points. I thought Sam Howell was a pretty solid quarterback. I think he got benched mid-game, which is surprising to me because I know he's top 10 in passing yards and potentially touchdowns. I'm not sure, but... Definitely uh, completions and pass attempts. Yeah, so to bench a guy, I mean, you got to play pretty bad for that to happen. And even if you were playing bad in one game, I don't know. Maybe there's more to the story. Maybe he was hurt. Um, but the commanders' uh, offensive line is horrible. I think Howell's been sacked an insane amount of times this year. The Jets have a solid D. They're going to make it difficult for him. On the other end of the ball, I don't even know who's starting for the Jets. I don't know how they move the Aaron ball. Aaron Rodgers, right? It's uh, A-Rod, I heard. Right? If they brought Aaron Rodgers back, eliminated from the playoffs to play the Commanders, I'd probably just switch teams. I'd probably just right. be like, this is just it. No, they would and never. Then, they, they definitely won't. I, I listened to uh, to his interview on Pat McAfee already today, so I can confirm. He is not going to play, but he, I think he was basically hinting, like, I, I would have been ready to, though, if, uh, if they would have done their jobs. So Right. Man, right. A little disappointing for the Jets fans, but you still have, uh, you know, hope going forward. He also pretty much confirmed, I mean, knock on wood, but he said he doesn't think next year will be his last year of football even. So hopefully you get a couple more years with that guy. Yeah. I mean, when we signed him, I was hoping we would get three solid years out of him. Um, Brady played till he was 45. Obviously all this modern medicine that's, you know, with all the advances and also look how fast he came back from this injury. So it's, I think it's just going to be up to how he keeps himself in shape. And if he's still throwing the ball, then he can, you know, even just slightly move out of the pocket. Or maybe he just stays a pocket passer and doesn't run anymore. Uh, he's good enough to do that, obviously. Um, and as a Jets fan, I think I'd much rather have that than a majority of the free agents out there, right? But Absolutely. I don't know how, I don't know how many Jets fans have done this math so far. But I just I glazed over their schedule when we were five and eight going into this Dolphins week. They had three losses. They lost fifteen to ten to the Patriots, which was a very very winnable game. They lost sixteen to twelve to the Raiders. Also, I don't know if you watched. I think it was a Thursday night football or Sunday night football game that was on uh, national television. They had that game slipped away, and then they lost the a third game to the Falcons, thirteen to eight. So these are. These are games where you got to score two touchdowns. If you if you score two touchdowns and kick a field goal, you win all three games. And then, by the way, instead of five and eight, you're eight and five going into the Dolphins. Let's just pretend they lose to the Dolphins anyway. You're eight and six, and now we're sitting in the five spot, six spot, maybe in the playoffs. And like Rogers in the five or six spot, I'm like, let's go, baby. You know, yeah. like I would, I don't care who it is. If I have Aaron Rodgers in the Jets defense, we got a chance against Mahomes, against the Ravens, against the Dolphins. It doesn't matter. The AFC, 
nobody, I mean, listen, I don't want to take anything away from the Ravens. They look strong. Besides that, nobody looks strong. Like they can't be beat. It's true. Uh, I mean, we're talking about teams like the Buffalo Bills maybe slipping back into to a good seed when they've looked. I mean, frankly, they've looked fine at some points, but atrocious at other points in the season, too. Uh, weirdly, this might be the year where the NFC is, I mean, kind of considered the better conference for once. Uh, well, the actually, the NFC, is ho- the NFC is horrible. Well, still, even the, the more top heavy of it there's more contenders clearly at the top I, I think a lot of people might argue uh with the cowboys eagles and niners i think anybody could see a route to them winning the super bowl i mean sure maybe you never count the chiefs out uh the dolphins look pretty good they could put up a ton of points i really don't know how i mean and the ravens i guess but i mean i feel more confident in those three teams i listed from the nfc than those three teams i listed in the afc for sure uh which is the first time in a minute i, I think for a lot of people. Well, there's there's currently two teams, the Texans and the Bills, who have winning records, who are out of the playoffs right now. And in the uh, NFC, the Buccaneers are currently at 500 in the four spot, winning their division. And then right. the six and the six and seven seed, the Vikings and the Rams in the NFC are both 500 as well. So. Right. The, and last week you had two teams that were less than 500 in the NFC versus the the AFC, which is you have to drop down all the way to the 11th place Broncos to be seven and seven. Um, but again, that could that could change in the last two weeks drastically. But yeah, no, I'm glad that- no, nothing against that. You're right. You're right. I should have worded it differently. I mean, I think if you had to bet on on whether the AFC or NFC wins a Super Bowl at this point, I think for the first time in recent memory most people might actually say the NFC, whereas it's been slam dunk the AFC every single year for almost a decade, it feels like. Uh, I think so that part is all I mean. I think that's completely fair to say. Yeah, and maybe it's the Niners fan in me. Of course, I'm going to I'm gonna see it like that. Uh, anyway, Probably. let's move on. I have a $10 bet as well. Uh, not a super exciting matchup. I don't need to talk about it a ton, but I'm going to the Lions at Vikings game. There's a spread of three there. The Lions are the favorite. And I'm going to ride the Lions here. They've looked really up and down for a while here. But so have the Vikings. Vikings starting Nick Mullins doesn't exactly uh, inspire confidence in that squad. I know a lot about Nick Mullins. He used to be the guy in San Francisco who took over for Jimmy one year. Uh, He's a quality quarterback, I think. A quality backup. Not great at football, though. I mean, he's not making the difference in this matchup. If the Lions look anything like they're supposed to, they should win this game by three or more. I feel pretty good about that one. That's my $10 bet. Daps to you at $20. What you got for us? Uh, my $20 bet, I put the over Cowboys-Dolphins 51. Um, the, the the Cowboys obviously need a bounce-back game. They got to score points. The Dolphins score points every week. Uh, it's definitely a little high, 51, but I like, a, I like a shootout in that one. Extremely hittable, I think, for sure. I mean, the only game script I think that really makes it hard to to obtain is the Dolphins actually being slowed down by the Cowboys defense. You know, if that doesn't happen, the Dolphins can get there mostly on their own. So, all right, moving on to my $20 bet again, not one of the matchups I'm the most excited about this one. There's still a lot of kind of mystery around for me. It's very murky, but in most of the probable things I see shaping out for the week, I think this is an okay bet. And we might even be getting a little, uh, handicap on the line here as well so my $20 spot I have the Browns at Texans there's a 42 and a half uh, point 
uh, line, and I took the under there. I think there's still a good chance that CJ Stroud isn't ready to go. I think he is projected to start, uh, but that's never guaranteed until he's actually cleared to play. I think he's still suffering headaches. Uh, concussion protocol is a real, real fickle thing. And, uh, you know, 42 and a half points without CJ Stroud in this game. I mean, the Browns certainly aren't putting up that many. I mean, that's not how they win games. So uh, even with CJ Stroud, the Browns defense could just go out here and dominate. And Joe Flacco could go, you know, two touchdowns for the win here for them. So I think there's a lot of outcomes where this game ends up below 42 and a half. I'm honestly pretty surprised that the line is this high with the Texans stud quarterback really kind of hanging in the balance right now. So if he doesn't play, like run to your your smartphone and, and place a bet on the under here, in my opinion. Um, that's my $20 bet. Daps, on to your $30 bet. What you got for me? Ravens plus five and a half against your Niners, Casey. Uh, there's just a lot of points for two teams with uh, such dominant records. Uh, I think the Niners absolutely look great. Um, not to take anything away from them, but they've also had three really interesting losses this year we'll call them right uh yeah yeah so it's it's cool to just see these these games where you got the two best teams in their conferences playing one another especially at the end of the season could be a preview of the super bowl right um so we want to see the top talent play one another especially in a year where there's so many injuries at the quarterback position we're losing a lot of matchups this year like the Steelers versus the Bengals this week should be this old division rivalry that everybody's kind of excited about. And who the heck wants to watch that game? Right. Who cares? Um, I mean, right, ugh. right. Like, and then, and then, I mean, l- listen, Saturday, you're supposed to have Josh Allen versus Justin Herbert, right? That's not happening. Kind of again, who cares now? At least right, right, Herbert. right. Who wants to watch that game? So uh, the, the lions, even uh, listen, even the Detroit Lions this year against Kirk Cousins and the Vikings, I would be like, hey, that's going to be a good game. But instead, yeah. we get the backup, Josh Dobbs, Nick Mullins experiment, whatever that is. I mean, Atlanta versus the Colts this week, Tennessee versus Seattle, Washington versus New York, Carolina versus Green Bay. These are not even bad games. Like, who wants to watch any of these games? So I mean, they this, look like they're USFL games out there. Yeah, this is just a, it's super, super bizarre. Um, but listen, we do have Dallas, Miami. That should be a good game. Yep. We do have, uh, I mean, it's Dallas, Miami and Baltimore, San Fran, um, KC versus Vegas. Are you really excited to watch that Philly versus New York? There's just a lot of bad teams this year. There's just a lot of bad teams and, and even some of yeah. their records, because they've had to play one another, like the Giants, the Panthers, the Bears, all these teams had one, two wins for so long. And then over the last couple of weeks, they each got a couple wins. Um, and yeah. it's crazy to say, too, the Bears right now in the 13th spot in the NFC are two games out of the seventh spot for a playoff. So is it going to happen? Maybe not. No. But the fact <laughs> that it can is just it's crazy. Right. I've watched I've watched a lot of Justin Fields football this year, Daps, and I feel like I can say with confidence that's not happening. Uh, dude, dude's not quite there yet. And it's not even really on him. That team is well, it's got but, a ways to go. Let me tell you something, though. The they should have been. Well, 
Maybe they shouldn't have beat the Browns, but Darnell Mooney should have caught that ball. And I know that's a Hail Mary and it's not easy, but like he, that's not like, oh, it hit, it tipped off somebody's hands and then you had to really like make a play. He just wasn't even ready for it. Uh, he catches that, they win the game. And then go back four weeks ago, they had a nine point lead on the Lions, who they beat two weeks ago. And they let it go with three minutes left because the coach is an idiot. And he just, he, he thought he had the game. He, he three and out punted it, gave the ball back to golf and he scored. So, you know, those two games, if the bears have seven wins right now, they're literally in the playoffs or probably about to make the playoffs. So it's unfortunate for fields with this whole narrative. I'm a fields fan. I'm rooting for him. Um, We'll see what happens, but. Three games left, Cardinals, Falcons, Packers. The Bears could definitely win all three of those games. Yeah, at the end of the day, I mean, I'm not even comparing their styles exactly, but, I mean, I'm flipping on another guy pretty hard lately, and when I look at just them, separate from their teams, Jalen Hurts versus Justin Fields, just who's the better quarterback, like actual quarterback, the answer is not super obvious to me. Uh, Maybe that's controversial, but you take away a lot of those you know, brotherly shoves of Jalen Hurts. Uh, you focus in a lot more on what he actually does as a passer, you know, especially considering the two incredible talents he has on the outside. I mean, they certainly make his job a little bit easier. I think, hey, if you put Justin Fields on Philadelphia, I mean, is that a better team? And nobody can say for sure, but I think maybe, yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's that's a pretty bold statement, I think, but I, <laughs> yeah, I, I think it, it comes from a from the Niners in you, so I get it. <laughs> probably, probably does. Speaking of which, uh, Daps, you picked the Ravens plus five against the Niners in your thirty dollars spot. I picked the Niners minus five <laughs> against the Ravens in my thirty dollars spot. Uh, yeah, I mean, hey, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna defend it. I'm I'm sure it has a lot to do with the fact that I'm a Niners fan. Uh, similar to what you said, I'll say. There were just certain games you want to get in on the action this week. And other and most of the games don't you just don't care enough to get in on. So this is a little bit more I want in on this matchup. So maybe you're forcing the perspective a little bit. If I'm in, then who what do I think is gonna happen? And I mean, I would just be lying to myself if I didn't think that the Niners were gonna win here. Are they gonna win by five? That is a lot of points. You're totally right about that. But at the end of the day, with a small spread, I mean, five is still relatively small. It's big for how good the teams are, but it's a relatively small amount of points. And I think if they went by a touchdown, I'm going to feel like such an idiot if I bet the other way. Um, that is considering my my bias, too. So uh, that's the way I went on this one. I like that in the exact same spot. We are head-to-head on that one. That'll be fun to recap next week. That's my $30 bet. Uh, I feel okay about it. So uh, let's move on to the $40 round. Daps, who you got? Uh, in my $40 spot, I took the Rams minus four against the Saints on Thursday night. The Rams have been uh, a team I've been talking about since I think they lost to the Niners, which was like week three or four. This is early. I've been saying I like them as a sneaky playoff team. They're starting to put it, I wouldn't say put it together, but they got Kyron Williams back, Cooper Cup, Puka, they're all healthy. Those are, those are, I don't know how you could argue that those aren't a top five, top three, top two, three piece combo of any offense. Um, with those two receivers and that running back, they still have Aaron Donald. I don't think their secondary is great, but 
with McVay and some of the play calls I was watching last week, I'm like, this guy's just nuts with how he puts together these schemes and some of these plays where, you know, they're on the 12 yard line, you do a end around and you score with a, with a receiver or whoever it is. And I'm a big McVay fan. So they are two remote, two years removed from the, the Super Bowl. They're currently in the seventh spot in the NFC. I think the Rams can definitely beat. I think they can beat anybody in, in a playoff game. Uh, whether it's the Eagles, whether it's the Cowboys, whether it's the Niners, if you can hang in with the Niners and lose by 10 or lose by a touchdown at the end of the game, you could have won that game. So, um, yeah. listen, the Niners are hot right now. I'm not saying they're going to lose to the Niners, but watch the, definitely watch the Rams. The Saints have been extremely underachieving this year. I feel like they have could have won a couple games that they lost. Derek Carr never looks good. You know, he never, right. like... He, he gets the job done, but he never looks like, wow, he threw for 350 yards and three touchdowns, and it, it, they won because of Derek Carr. I'm never seeing that. So yeah. I like the Rams in this one. No, I, I agree with your assessment there. The Rams are one of those teams that, that has a chance to win against good teams for sure. Um, whether or not it's probable for them to beat a team like the Niners, yeah, I mean, I don't think so, but it is certainly possible, way more possible than most of the teams in the league. Uh, I think the biggest thing for the Rams actually is, and this is a little, uh, this, this hits me right in a good place, a little resurgence for the NFC West, which a couple of years ago was considered the one of, if not the best division in football. Uh, we're going back a little bit towards that now because I think the Rams' biggest obstacle for making the playoffs, probably the Seahawks who, you know, took took down those Eagles. Um, that, that's a pretty signature win for them. Keeps them tied with the Rams at 500 right now. And the Seahawks have a, pretty cruise control type of schedule if i'm being honest titans then steelers then cardinals so sure anybody could lose to anybody there but to me there's there's no team i project them to lose against there while the rams do have to play the 49ers so it looks like the rams must have the tiebreaker against the seahawks since they're higher in the standings right now uh but if the rams drop one and the seahawks don't uh that could be what puts the rams on the outside looking in for the playoffs but uh i would love to see three teams from the nfc west Frankly, uh, I think I think that's how it should be. Definitely, those three teams are better than you know. They're they're in the top seven teams in the NFC. I can tell you that much. Uh, that's my take, at least. My forty dollar bet this week. Uh, I don't know. I, I hate that I've become this guy. I pretty much pick pick spreads and unders at this point. Uh, that's what I did all this week. I think I did it all last week too. Found another game. I just think in this like backup quarterback culture, these QB quarterback. Uh, carousel teams there's a lot of unders that are going to hit and the Colts at Falcons is my highest confidence one here uh the points line is at 44 Colts at Falcons I mean I've hit a lot of unders on Falcons this year I know this is probably the third or fourth week at least that I've bet the under on Falcons games because uh, they're the perfect team to bet the under on they just they get a lead if they can and they just do nothing from there other than run the clock out. Even when they're behind, they're in clock killing mode because they have no passing offense. It's frankly like horrible to watch. Uh, but playing the Colts, it's it's a coin toss how this game is going to go to me. But I still think in most of the outcomes, there's no way they hit 44 points. Um, I think it would be an anomaly if they did. So again, pretty surprised at this line. I'm taking the under uh, under 44 Colts at Falcons. Uh, this brings us to the final round, our $50 bets, our best bets of the week. Daps, start us off. What you got in the $50 spot? 
I went with the Bills minus 10.5 against the Chargers. The Chargers, I don't know how they're going to move the ball. You just saw the Raiders drop a 60-piece on them. Uh, what are the Bills going to do to them, right? So I, Easton Stick, um, I don't know if he's ready. Listen, they fired Staley, so maybe they come together. Sometimes that happens. But the Bills, yeah. Raiders. I've been, ta- I've been talking about that for a couple of weeks. I thought the Bills were going to, you know, come back around and start to really heat up. And we all saw the Cowboys game. Their defense had it together, which that's not necessarily what the Bills have been known for is defense first. And the Cowboys have been an offensive juggernaut for the last six or seven weeks. I think they won five or six in a row. And a lot of it was Dak to CD, Dak to CD, Mm -hmm. Dak to CD. And for them to win the way they did, where the Cowboys couldn't score a touchdown the whole game until two or three minutes left. That's that. And and again, it's not easy to go to Buffalo and play. It's freezing there. I think it was raining. Like it's a hard place to play. I used to, to live in Buffalo and, and I know the stadium very well and the fans are insane and it's a, it's a football town for sure. So it's not easy to play there, but the bills are heating up right now and they might be, the scariest team that no, like I don't think anyone yep. wants to play the Bills, the Chiefs, the Ravens, the Dolphins. Like nobody's like, oh, give me the Bills first round. Nobody wants that. Yeah, I agree with you. Actually, um, you know, I, I don't have this game in my fifty dollars spot, so that means I uh, I missed on this one, and I actually think that was a miss by me. Uh, somehow I overlooked this one when I completely agree with what you're saying. I wish I did have this in one of my uh, higher end spots, actually, and. Maybe a hot take, but I don't think it would matter if Justin Herbert were available. I mean, they've looked absolutely terrible pretty much all year long. I mean, maybe you could say they've had some good games, but that definitely looks more like the exception to the rule rather than the rule itself. So 10.5 for the Bills right now, and they're on a little bit of a roll. I really like that bet. I think it's going to work out for you. Um, I'm sticking with a trend that I've been on, and it's worked way more than it hasn't worked for me, which is Casey bet on the Dolphins just do it don't think too much about it they can put up a ton of points no matter who they play against sure they can also drop the ball but when they do I feel like it's them doing it to themselves kind of doesn't matter who they play and this is the smallest spread that they've had in probably a couple of months I didn't go back and look at every single one but I've been betting on them uh, for just about every week in the last couple months and they're usually in the double digit spreads they're they're playing the Cowboys they're playing in Miami, and it's one and a half point spread. Sure, they're the favorites. And I don't know about you, but I see the Dolphins winning this game. I project them to win. Uh, if they win by one, I guess I'm just destined to lose while still also being weirdly right about the outcome. Uh, but I'll take those odds any day of the week. I think the Dolphins, if they win, the odds of them winning by fewer than one and a half uh, feels pretty small. So I'm going to take the Dolphins to beat the Cowboys by over one and a half. Uh, I feel pretty good about it. They've uh, they've instilled some confidence in me, um, and I'm just gonna leave it at that. They, they've uh, their their work speaks for itself lately. So that's going to conclude our uh, bet five bets. We gave you ten awesome bets this week, guys. Uh, definitely jump on Dap's fifty dollar bet as well. I do wholeheartedly wish I would have gotten in on that one. Complete oversight on my part, uh, but I got some good ones in there as well too. So. Uh, uh, I think you guys would be doing well if you were following Daps and me into bets so far this year. So uh, why stop now? Anyway, that's going to do it for overtime operators this week, y'all. 
have yourself another uh, hopefully good matchup in the fantasy playoffs. Hopefully you're still alive. And uh, we'll also update you guys on whether or not we're alive at all come this point next week. So uh, for myself, for Daps, we'll see you guys.